0: This morning, I should say, for what you're doing, we thank you for your anointing in this place, your presence in this place, your power in this place. We just exalt you, Father. Just praise him for a minute. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing. Praise you, Father. Thank you, Father, for what you want to do today among us. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for all you're going to do tonight, or this morning. We praise you. We thank you for it. Amen. Right. Okay, yeah. Somewhere it's nighttime.
1: That's right. <laughs> that, that was for the people listening. Like, yeah. Yes, yes.
0: All right, you can open your Bibles to Luke chapter 4. I remember at last camp meeting in June at Pastor Nancy's church in Murrieta, California... Uh, I remember going to the services and it seemed like every single service was tailored and custom fit to the need I was facing. Amen. Amen. So when you come to church, you should believe for God to do that Amen. the same to you. Right. Because when you know the message is for you, you can receive it better. Amen. When you know and it seems like this is exactly what I need. Amen. So claim what you need today to receive in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Luke chapter 4, in verse 16, it says, So he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. To proclaim liberty to the captives, the re- and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Amen. Jesus was sent into the earth to help humanity. Uh, he didn't come to destroy the world, he came to save the world. Amen. 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 Many people recognize Jesus as their Savior, but they don't recognize him as their healer. Come on. In this verse, Jesus is reading the description of His ministry, which includes healing, because the passage says, He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, and it also says the recovery of sight to the blind. Matthew 9.35 reads, When Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and disease among the people. It didn't matter the sickness or the disease that faced the people. Jesus was able to heal them. People recognized that Jesus taught and that he preached. But healing, in this verse, is one-third of his ministry on the earth. His healing ministry was highly recognized by the people of the cities and villages that he was going to. Because on multiple occasions, large crowds Surrounded him, came about him, and they all sought to touch him. If you skip down in the same chapter to verse 40 through 41, it says, When the sun was setting, all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. And demons also came out of many, crying out and saying, You are the Christ, the Son of God. And he, rebuking them, did not allow them to speak. For they knew that He was the Christ. It says that those who had any that were sick, they didn't bring some. And God healed all of them. He healed every one of them in this uh, verse. And in Luke chapter 6, you don't have to turn there, verse 17 through 19 It says, And he came down with them and stood on a level place with a crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and from the sea coast of Tyre and Sidon who came to hear him and be healed of their diseases. They came to hear him preach and teach, and they came to be healed of their diseases. As well as those who were tormented with unclean spirits, and they were healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for the power went out from him and healed them all. Some people recognize Jesus as their healer, but only sometimes. Only sometimes do they think that he will heal you. But when I look at the Bible, I don't recall a time where Jesus said no to anyone that came to him. It didn't matter their faith level. Now, obviously, they had to use faith to receive, but he didn't say no. Notice the phrase, for the power went out from him and healed them all. All of them were healed. If you'll turn to Mark 10, 46 (laughs) through 52. Amen. It says, Now they came to Jericho, as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, a son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, and when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, "Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me." Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, "Son of David, have mercy on me." There's many today that don't that will pray the prayer, "Lord, if it be thy will." And people may say to you when you are facing a need for healing, "He God is sovereign. He's got a plan in all this. He's got a plan in all this. What you need to do when, the, if people try to stick that message into you is you need to cry out all the more. He did, blind Bartimaeus didn't listen to the doubters telling him to be quiet. He had faith that Jesus would have mercy on him. Reading Pastor Nancy's, uh, she has a book and This account is in there. She noted the point that when when Bartimaeus, I should say, cried out saying "Son of David," that means he recognized him as the Christ. And he cried a cry of faith when he said, "Have mercy on me." So Jesus stood still in verse 49 and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, "Be of good cheer." "'Rise, he is calling you.' And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, "'What do you want me to do for you?' The blind man said to him, "'Rabbi, that I may receive my sight.' Then Jesus said to him, "'Go your way, your faith has made you well.' And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road." Again in Pastor Nancy's book, the phrase, and throwing aside his garment, that garment is a significant thing. You can often read over that. But the government would give these garments to legitimate beggars to identify him, so you know that, yeah, that is someone who actually has a need. But notice that when he was going to come to Jesus, he threw it off. He knew... That once Jesus had called him, he knew he he got it then. He got it then. And it says somewhere in the New Testament, I don't remember the exact verse, that when we pray according to the word, God hears us. And we know that if he hears us, he grants us our requests. Jesus heard him, and Bartimaeus had... His request.
1: Amen.
0: When Bartimaeus cried for mercy, Jesus didn't deny him and couldn't pass by his cry of faith. If you'll flip to Acts ten thirty eight. It says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. It says that he healed all who were oppressed of the devil. When Jesus took the stripes that he took, by his stripes we are healed. He took, paid the price right then and there for every single human being's healing. Yes. Amen. He can't take that back anymore. Right. But that also means when you believe for healing, you should not be trying to get healing anymore. Jesus can't go and take those stripes again. He's not going to do that. And that's what he would take for him to heal you again. He paid the price and he did it right the first time. When we are in faith and out of sin, we will walk in healing. If salvation is for everyone, what's going to stop healing being from for everyone? It's all included in what he did at Calvary.
1: In
0: Exodus 15:26, Let me get there.
1: Doing good, sir. Thank you.
0: 1526 says and said if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians for I am the Lord who heals you he's telling the Israelites who he is he's telling them this is who I am to you this is what I do for you. And it says, I am the Lord who heals you. Amen. Amen. Where in the Bible is someone doing everything right in God's eyes, walking in faith, and they're be sick? They've messed up somewhere along the line that opens the door to the enemy. And that allows them to become sick. John 10.10 says... For the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I am come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Now, don't overthink this question. What do you associate sickness with and what do you associate health with? I associate sickness more with death, not life. I associate health with life. I think I've heard the phrase that sickness is just death on the way. The thief comes to steal, to kill and destroy. He's stealing your health when you're sick. And depending on the disease, he's on his way to killing you. In the Hawk translation of Exodus fifteen twenty 26, H-A-A-K. I don't know if I pronounced that right. It reads, And said, If so be that thou wilt earnestly hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God and do what is right in His eyes and incline thine ears to His commandments and keep all His institutions, then I shall lay none of the diseases upon thee which I laid upon the land of Egypt. For I am the Lord thy healer or physician... I am he that is able to heal and help thee in body and soul and to keep and preserve thee from all hurt and misery present and to come. He's preserving us from all hurt and misery in this present age and anything in the future. The SG translation reads, For I, the Lord, make you immune to them. When you're in right standing with God, you are immune to any disease. Amen. God is our healer and physician. Uh, I think I've said that. If, well, if we are in right standing with Him, walking in faith, and resisting the devil, we will walk in the healing that is provided for us. Now, someone may say, Jesus isn't on the earth. Yes, he's the healer, but he's not here. But the Holy Spirit is. Yeah. And according to John 16, 7, it says, It is to our advantage that the Holy Spirit be here instead of Jesus. If you can swallow that pill. The Holy Spirit is everywhere all at once. Jesus in his physical body could only be in one place in one time. Anybody that needed the power of God had to be where he was. But now the power of God is everywhere through the Holy Spirit. And if you actually look at it, Jesus, in the earth, was in the form of a man. He gave up his divine abilities and became a man. Right? Right? So... And it said this in Acts 10.38. He was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power, which gave him the ability to do what he did on the earth. And if the Holy Spirit is still here, we as his disciples can do the works of Jesus today because we have the Holy Spirit and we can be anointed with power. just, Just like Jesus. Jesus said that these signs would follow them that believe. And that list, which he said, included the laying h- hands on the sick and them thus recovering. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. Amen.
0: And many healings took place after Jesus left yep. in the book. There's healings in the book of Acts. Yeah. Third John verse 2 tells us that John prayed that believers be in health. Right. This was all after Jesus went to heaven. Right? Amen. right? and if healing is passed away or went away with the last apostle here's my thing with that how do we know salvation hasn't passed away then how do we know that that promise hasn't didn't die off with the last apostle there's nothing to say it won't right
1: that's right
0: when you need healing you need to look to Jesus Right? Too many people look at the problem instead of the answer. You know, in physics, <laughs> uh, it helps me more if I could see the answer rather than just staring at the problem. If you have the grade book, it's pretty easy to put the right answer in. <laughs> Right, Too many Christians (laughs) focus their eyes on the problem, not on the answer. I am going to go to Hebrews chapter 12. Reading verse 2. It says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, Endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Looking unto Jesus. When you're running this race on the earth, your race, you need to look to him. That's how you will finish. Amen. I want to recall a testimony by the man of Smith Wigglesworth. There was a lady, I believe, yeah who was in desperate need of healing, and she had a group of believers or ministers, I don't know which one exactly, uh, around her to pray for her, including Smith Wigglesworth. Each person in a circle around, she was on her deathbed, were praying prayer those prayers uh, like, Lord, comfort the husband, is what they would say. Comfort the husband and the children. Give them strength. But Smith Wigglesworth claimed her healing instead. And then instantly, she rose up. What is the difference? These guys, these other ministers or believers asked him, How come your prayer worked and ours didn't? He said, You were all looking at the dying woman. I was looking at Jesus. (laughs) That's the difference. When you're praying for others or praying for yourself, don't look at the symptoms or the pain that you're facing. Whatever realm, the natural realm, if you submit to that and dwell on that, that's what will dominate your life. If you focus on the spiritual realm, on what the Bible says, that's the realm that will, that will dominate your life. Amen. Amen. Praise God. 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 Psalms 103. Verse 2 through 3. Give you guys a second. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. If we can't count on God to heal all of our diseases, how can we count on Him to forgive all of our sins? It says the same thing about both of them. Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. One interesting thing about that is in line with this verse. uh, A man by the name of Dr. Dufresne had a vision. Um, He was serving... Uh, as an usher, helping out with communion in his thirties at his local church. And as they were doing it, he said to God, Lord, I don't really understand what communion is all about. Instantly, the roof of the building where he was at opened up, and he saw Jesus on the cross. And he saw words of sickness and disease flying through the air and striking him. They were slow at first, striking him, and he could read the words that were hitting him. Tuberculosis was on there, arthritis, cancer. But then they came faster, faster. Each one hitting his body, and he was jolted and jarred each time it hit him. And Dr. Dufresne saw, said that he saw what Isaiah saw. He was marred more than any man. So much that he didn't even look like a man. The interesting thing I wanted to point out, he said, I saw words that I recognized and words I didn't recognize. When it says, who heals all your diseases. Well, COVID wasn't there at the time. On, 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 that this was written. Right. But it is still included in this verse. Yeah. Every sickness that is already been discovered, is being discovered or you know has yet to be discovered in the future. God and Jesus has already paid the price for all of it. It covers everything. So that's why you don't have to be afraid of any new strain of COVID. the you know, the Delta variant, the Omicron, the Comic Con, the
1: <laughs>
0: It doesn't matter what what new strain they come up with, it doesn't matter. Jesus paid the price for all of it. Amen? Amen. Uh, if you'll go to Isaiah fifty three And this is the scripture he was referring to. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. Amen. The stripes that he took that day paid the price for every healing that you will ever need. And you know, every symptom that you will face in your body. One really good thing on healing that I read was out of Pastor Nancy's book, uh, Daily Healing Bread. And she mentioned the verse, uh, either 1 Corinthians 5.17 or Second Corinthians 5.17. You know, you are a new creation. All, yeah. Behold, all things have passed away. All things have become new. Well, when you get saved, you are different. And you're not in the natural Satan realm anymore, the worldly realm. Some of that still wants to cling to you, though. But sickness is not in God's realm. Because you're part of, and because you're part of God's realm now, sickness isn't in your realm anymore. It doesn't belong to you. Uh,
1: that's right. That's good. Amen. Amen.
0: I think that's it.
1: Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.